Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? It's your girl, Mystical Rain, coming to you, um, allowing you to walk with me during my spiritual awakening, providing you with information that I learned from a higher learning. Um, join me on my journey. Hopefully this inspires you to walk on your journey. Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all alright? It's your girl, Mr. Corain. <laughs> and I am allowing you access to walk with me, talk with me, understand with me, communicate. Walk with me on my journey. I'll be coming to you today with my knowledge of what is a spiritual awakening and what are some signs that you are coming into this awakening. And hopefully, this will inspire you to start your journey. So, we're going to get right into it. So, a lot of people are asking, Mo, <laughs> what is a spiritual awakening? I'm going to tell you. Hold on, hold on. Just listen. So, a spiritual awakening is becoming enlightened of energy and its connection to life. And when I say enlightened, I mean to gain full comprehension of a situation such as the circle of life. A spiritual awakening is a energy awakening. you understand as above so below everything is one everything connects through energy and this is something that they don't want us to know Because they want to keep us at a low vibration, a low frequency. But you'll start to notice through a sight, through sound, through words, you'll start to ask questions, seek further knowledge you may even question yourself did I see that did I hear that did I read that correctly 
Did I understand this in a different sense? Yes. <clears throat> Keep going. Because I'm a seeker myself. So when I start asking questions, I want to look for the knowledge. And you start to dig up more information and more information. And then you start to question some of the things that you learn. And then you gain a different perspective. A different consciousness outside of your own. Stepping outside of your own beliefs to see something from a different perspective. And when you do that, you start to see and gain your own understanding. But understanding nonetheless, that all this energy back to us we control our reality because we can control the energy Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? Mystical Rain coming to you. Um, so today is going to be a little twist, turn. Um, I recently watched the movie uh, Fatherhood with Kevin Hart. And it made me do some, you know, spiritual healing. That's why we're here. So walk with me, talk with me, connect with me on my journey. Hopefully, this inspires you to walk on your journey. Join me. Okay, so um, I watched a movie with Kevin Hart, Fatherhood. Um, the movie is about um, a melanite couple or what's it? today's society calls us African-American couple um, in today's society. Um, you know, they they became pregnant. They received abundance. Um, you know, and so in the midst of the mother preparing to give birth, which just needed to happen automatically because of uh, 
the doctors, you know, had some health concerns or whatever. So they automatically put her under, you know, not crossing all their T's and dotting all their I's. The baby was delivered, but the mother did not make it through. So this now leaves the father to be a single parent. Now he does receive the help of his mother and mother-in-law and a few of his friends. Um, but you know, this is something new to him. It's something completely new. You know, he didn't have that role model father figure in his life. So he didn't know what type of role model to become until he walked this journey with his daughter. It is 212. So if you guys want to, you can look into what the spiritual number or angel number of 212 is. Um, I will do so as well, which I can actually... Quick break, because I do want to look into this... So the angel number 212 is a message from the angels about their assistance and guidance in your life. They remind you to listen to your intuition and believe in your abilities to achieve success. They also remind you to think positive thoughts and get rid of all negativity from your life. I do accept that. I hope you guys do accept that too. And that's just confirmation that I continue, need to continue doing this. So I watched the movie, right? Um... It triggered me. It triggered me because I noticed how, um, I don't even remember if her name is Maddie. I forgot his daughter's name. Um, I really did forget his daughter's name. Um, but I noticed that I, I was, I'm Kevin Hart, but I was also his daughter. Like I resonated with both of them because I, as being his daughter, was that seven-year-old girl who wanted nothing more than to have that bond and that relationship with her father. I, as in me, myself, was raised by a single parent, which was my father. Um, and with him, you know, he didn't have any help. That's the... He didn't have any help, so he was literally, he didn't have help from his family. Let me stop there. So he had help from outsiders, so, you know, some people... It was just different. It was completely different. He really didn't have support from his family. So, you know, he had to stretch himself thin in many areas to, you know, try to keep us afloat and balance. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's easier to tap out and give up than it is to continue fighting the good fight, shall we say right now. So I was her, you know, I wanted nothing more to, to have just a bond and relationship with my father. Um, but the difference between me and her is, is she knew exactly who she was. Like she stood on any and everything that she believed in. I felt as though I had, I didn't have my identity at that time wasn't as strong, but I was still her. I still resonated with her. All those feelings that she felt when her dad, you know, um, started to distance himself a little bit, um, you know, um, dropping her off with other kids, you know, that came from a two-parent household or who had that mother and they're getting tucked in and she would just look like, how does that feel? What does that feel like? And, you know, always questioning and always feeling like she has to prove or fight for something. Um, but then as the adult that I am now and going through my spiritual 
um, awakening and journey, you know, there's things from my childhood that I need to dig through and get through and get past. I am Kevin Hart too. Now, mind you, I am with my son's father and we are together. We do stay together. Um, but I'm still healing as an individual first. So this is my first time, you know, really finding myself. This is my first time really, this is my first time being a mother. Um, everything. So it's new to me. So there are those challenges that I am receiving in my life as far as wanting to get everything right. Wanting to make sure that your child doesn't um, have to suffer from the choices that you did and did not make in your life now or the things that you did or did not deal with from your past. So it made me self-reflect It made me self-reflect. Like, it it made me realize that I need to, you know, sit down more with my seven-year-old self. And we really need to start having these talks. Because although I say, you know, that seven-year-old me did not have a, a, I did not know who I was. I didn't have a true identity. Really, all she had was her truth. All I had back then was my truth. All I seen is just happiness and love in everything and everyone. And sometimes that's the goal. That that was enough. And, you know, I feel like being an adult, we lack that. We see all the wrong first that we bypass the good. Kevin just seen all or was constantly being told of all the wrong that he was doing, that he was bypassing the good of him just being present in his daughter's life, which at the end of the movie, he did learn. So I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to come back later and let y'all know what I got from it from myself. Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? It's Mystical Rain coming to you again, allowing you to walk with me on my spiritual journey, talk with me about things that, you know, I see, I recognize, that I go through, my self-reflection. And hopefully, you're inspired to walk on your journey. Join me. So I am back. This is part two of me um, and doing my self-reflection after watching the movie Fatherhood featuring Kevin Hart. Um, So I was last stating, you know, how I was watching the movie and how I felt as though I was resonating with, um, with Kevin Hart. And give me one moment here, y'all. I'm sorry. Who, um, his character was named is Matthew in the movie. And how I also resonated with, um, his daughter 
um, who is played by Melody Hurd, but in the movie her name is Maddie. So I resonated with Matthew and Maddie. I seen myself in Maddie as seven-year-old me, and I seen myself in Matthew, aka Kevin Hart, as a woman who is now a parent. Um, so overall, what I was stating is, watching the movie, I understood the thin line between perception, the thin line between misunderstanding, or that thin line between life. Um... As I was last stating, you know, I felt as though Maddie had a, a good head on her shoulders, you know, as being raised by her single father who was, you know, he had the help. He just at the time refused the help because he felt as though he was being put down by everybody around him. But again, this is just a new journey that he was taking. This is something new to him. He didn't have a manual to follow. So everything was non-scripted and it was natural. So he had to go with the flow. He had to step out of, outside of himself, you know, and to welcome in his daughter to his world because this is his new life. This is something that he, this is a part of him now for the next 18 plus years. And while doing this, he also still was going through, you know, the stages of mourning of losing his wife um, during the birth of his child, you know, receiving a gift and also feeling as though you're losing someone. That's a hard pill to swallow. And mourning, you know, it doesn't happen in one day. So he still has to go through those emotions. But sometimes he has to put those emotions aside to be the father that he needs to be to his daughter. Um, so I understood. I understood me. It made me self-reflect as me as is seven years old again, you know, feeling in that vulnerable state of being uprooted from all I ever knew at that time, which was my mother's side of the family and being with all of my siblings and cousins and then being uprooted to go stay with my father. Um, and now feeling as though I'm just an only child, you know, and then have to going through this life is something new to me. Because whatever I learned while I was at my grandmother's and, um, and with my siblings and everything, it no longer applies to this new life that I have now been planted into. And my dad has now taken on a new responsibility. And although he, had, he did have kids before me, he wasn't in their life. And that's another story for another day. But I will briefly say he was not present in their life, how he was present in mine. I'm just going to say that. So, um, it was different. But it made me understand. It made me understand that I was a strong child. And I was basing my life, my experience of my life, what I was going through, 
based upon everybody else that I was surrounded by. Which is why I couldn't look in the mirror and see me and accept me. Because I was different. Because I didn't come from a two-parent household or I didn't come from a household where a woman was present at all. And on top of that, I'm, you know, my skin tone and hue is a few shades darker than what my father's is. Ethnicity is completely different. So, you know, there's a lot that, that comes with that, which I related with Maddie as well. I had my tomboy face, but it wasn't as strong as hers. Or, you know, I did have some woman guidance in my life, you know, going back and forth from being with my grandmother until going back and forth and staying with different um, friends and family family members, excuse me. Um, there was a woman present, so there are things that I picked up. So I say, you know, I had the general things, you know, under control, but I still have my tomboyish ways. And that's something that I can relate to. But I mean, when it, it comes time for dresses and, and makeups and all that, I didn't do none of that. I was like either outside hanging up in the trees with the boys in the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Throwing rocks, getting chased by dogs, playing in the mud, all that with the worms going, yeah, all that. <laughs> or, you know, it was like skip the makeup, I'll do the Barbie dolls for a minute because I had a big imagination. And I love just acting. I love singing. I love dancing. I love all of that. And then straight from that, you know, teenage life and yeah. So that was me. But getting back to that, I just resonated and it made me understand that it gave me an okay. It gave me a, I need to breathe in and breathe out. And the mindset of seven year old me, because there's nothing that I did wrong. I was experiencing life, a part of life. This is a part of my journey. As of right now, this is something that I needed to go through. Honestly, me being uprooted out of the situation where I was with my mother and my grandmother, I needed to be uprooted and to be by myself so that I could find myself, so that I could hear my voice, so I could know that no matter what, I am safe because... I am me. I am okay. I am my own compass. I am okay. I'm strong enough to do this with or without. I'm okay because that's just who I am. I'm strong enough alone. I was born and built for this. So I needed to be uprooted out of that. Not saying that it was. Ah, not going to say that either. It's just something that I needed to be uprooted from. To become my own individual. And that's not taken away from the movie saying, well, you know, are you saying that if Maddie had her mother, she would have been completely different? I mean, could she? Yes. Could have been. She wouldn't have to go through everything that she had went through of, you know, feeling alone the time that she did or feeling feeling alone because that was her biggest thing you know her dad didn't want anybody else that was offering support family wise to get involved so he just wanted it to be him and her and my dad did that you know he was going through the whole nobody was accepting 
him or not um or accepting me because of my skin color so he just you know blocked out everybody and only wanted it to be me and him but i'm still a child growing up to where i need that love i need that connection that's something that i need right now i'm not you and you're not me so perspective put your self in my shoes you understand and i think at the time matthew aka kevin hart at the end of the movie he had to realize that he had to take a step back from everything and just review life and understand that this is now his life and things no longer made sense or felt the same if his daughter wasn't present if he wasn't putting that love into her it may not be perfect and it may not look like anybody else's childhood or lifestyle outside of her but it's what worked for them and I understood that I'm like okay okay so it made me self-reflect on that of me being a child versus now me being an adult and me having my own seed not perfect I want everything to be perfect I feel like there should be a manual I'm calling this person calling that person to see well is this right is this right am I doing this right and again this would be when my son is first born I still do it because right now he's seven but again this is my first time seven years in now at this point <laughs> pat on the back um seven years now but I still have to call and ask for help so it just made me self-reflect And that I now have to realize you wanted this perfect parent when you were Maddie's age. You know, you would judge your life and what is true and what's not true based off other people that you were surrounded by and their experience and their life. And you felt, oh, well, you know, X, Y, and Z has this, that, and that. And so I need that. And if I don't have that, then I'm not really nothing, dad. And I just don't fit in here or there. And it's like, even without that, you were not supposed to fit in. You were just here to find yourself. You are here to understand yourself, your energy, how you are alone and how you are and how you can maneuver through life with other people around. And these people, you know, don't really have that soul tie to you. So they're not constantly down your throat because this is a new slate for you and they're getting to know you. And it's a lot. So I resonated with Mally and I understood that Love is simple, uh, in a way, when it comes to our kids. It's love. It's about that thin line of perception. I'm sitting here judging my life like, oh, my life isn't perfect. I don't have anything. You know, my life is just bad. But it's like my dad was doing all that he could and he was present. That's a lot to say, especially the kids that I came up with. Because a lot of them, some of them, had a mother, their mother, some of them had a mother figure, and some of them, 
You seen one day, you didn't see the next. But you see them years later and you find out what happened all those days that they weren't there. But it was easy for them to have a mother figure, a woman. But when it came to them having a father figure, that was absent. That was not present in a lot of kids' life that I was growing up with. So that also made me stick out like a sore thumb. But I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. And I understood while watching this movie that I need to forgive my father. And it was about perception, perspective. I wanted him to be something that he was not, something that he's never even been introduced to in his childhood or his life coming up as a parent. He doesn't know what that is. If he ever seen it, he's seen it like I seen it in the movies. So he did the best that he could with what he had that was present for him. And he did use all of his resources to the best of his ability. So I can no longer sit here and judge him for that because he did what he could with what he had. But he never took the step back to put himself in his own seven-year-old shoes. That part. So that's something that, again, I cannot blame him for. I can just recognize it and understand it. Take that lesson from my father from this movie and apply it to my life so that it does not carry into my child's life. And the cycle continues to repeat itself. Kevin had that aha moment at the end of the movie where he just started playing back the life from the time that his daughter came into his life and how this is his new norm and how nothing felt good or something felt incomplete if he tried to move on with his life without her being there. And so me now as a parent, I have to realize this is my new life. And just because I'm still healing from the pain that I received, the trauma that I received as a child does not mean that my son needs to suffer for it. Because I'm being transparent with y'all. There are some days, even as a mother, I clock out. Because I'm just like, am I doing this right? This is overwhelming. This is a little bit too much for me. And then me just being cooped up by myself not really wanting to let anybody in because a part of my trauma comes with trusting people and allowing people in building relationships with people so I'm just cooped up keeping all this to myself but I realized that you know it's okay to open up and to have friends the right people will be there for you no matter which positive direction your life moves if they're genuinely your friend they will be there and I think a part of my trauma is I was trying to chase all of these relationships because I didn't want to be uprooted from one relationship that I created with someone and then uprooted to somewhere else and it's just like well now what do I do and then being uprooted from one relationship or situationship, you know, you staying with someone or you creating this bond with someone while you're staying with them, 
friends, you know, family. You don't see them for years. And then it's just like you take on the acceptance of feeling abandoned and left alone. And I recognize some of those traits in this movie, Fatherhood, as well. When Kevin would finally go on dates, when he started dating, and, you know, she's being at the babysitters, but he didn't come back at a certain time. You know, that's her mind kicking into anxiety and feeling abandoned. You know, I already don't have my mother. Don't leave me now, Dad, is like what that kind of was. And I'm just like, damn, okay. I recognize that because, you know, my mother growing up wasn't present as a mother. I seen her, yes, but as her playing that mother role as me being a child, no, she was not there. I seen her because I stayed with my grandma and she would come in and out of the house, but they were always arguing. But she made it her presence known that she was there and she would speak to her kids and then off into the sunset until the next hoorah, okay? <laughs> Follow me here. <laughs> So, it's just a lot. But I realize that, and I need everybody to realize, whether this is your first time being a parent, if you got three kids, I feel like at that time you know what you're doing. But it's still not easy because everybody has this facade that parenting, you know, it's easy. You just need to follow these simple steps and do this and make sure you do that. Every parenting is different. Every family household is different. There is... It's different. I can't really sit here and say... I'm just saying that it's different. Let's just stick with that. (laughs) So that's what I got from watching the movie Fatherhood. For myself. Comparing it to my life. And you know, me self-reflecting on my life but placing myself in the shoes of Matthew and Maddie it spoke volume to me a damn good movie if I shall say if we're going to get into that because again it is still about our melanated community our um, the man being it's still about our melanite community let me say that and how we never are really given the chance of coming up in a two-parent household. You know, when we did see it, it was on the, the sitcoms that were out in the 90s. That was I was speaking with my homegirl, Mimi. Shout out to Mimi. Whoop, whoop. Um, that's where we really seen it. And it's just like, if you actually seen kids that came up in the two-parent household, you would always look at them different. Like, oh, you think you're better than me. So we rarely see it. So this time in this movie, it's about a man who is a father. And that's something that we don't see as well either. In our Or let me not say that. That's something that they portray in this life that is the forbidden. It's the forbidden fruit. A man is not supposed to be a parent, let alone a man being a single parent. Whoa crossing barriers there that's how they portray us to be okay but in this movie this man is a single parent and he is dark-hued melanite 
okay? Black, okay? Um, and he's doing a damn good job. And that's not something that they portray in the movie. So the fact that they didn't even have him getting strung out on drugs, you know, they didn't have him physically abandon her because it was like always the thought of, oh, I'm going to leave her. But instead of I'm not going to leave her, I'm going to take her with me. Or they they didn't portray him as, oh, she's staying with me, so I'm going to abuse her. I applaud them for not putting that into this movie and actually making it something that everybody really can relate to or if you can't relate to that because maybe everything else that I named that is your reality and that's okay because it's your reality and nobody can take that from you it's your truth not taking that from you but I'm just saying in this perspective in this movie they give us a different outlook of what is possible for us in the melanitic community that men can be fathers Okay, now they do still take away from us that it can be a two-parent household, but mind you, before Maddie got here, they were in a relationship, and the part of their relationship that we seen looked damn healthy to me, and that's something they feel as though us in a black community, the melanite community, we cannot have a healthy relationship between a melanite man and a melanite woman. Bullshit. Because we are royalty. And there was all, when there's a king, there's a queen. And when there's a queen, there is a king. My Melanite people. But anyways. So, I I think it was a damn good movie. I loved it. Um, it made me do some self-reflection. I, A plus, a plus, plus for that. Like, I was, whoa. Okay. Um, and yeah. So... Thank you for listening. You know, hopefully you're, you can watch the movie and, you know, you can relate to it and it makes you want to sit down and do some thinking or some writing. However you feel as though you need to release some of that trauma and pain that you've been holding on to for however long you've been holding on to. It's okay to release it because by you holding on to those years of pain and trauma that you went through as a child, it's not benefiting you now. It's actually holding you back from moving forward with your life. There's really nothing you can do about it because it is in the past. And that's already something that happened. The only thing that you do is constantly just think about it and keep it fresh in your mind and keeping yourself stuck in that stale state. So it's okay to, when you sit down and think about it, to, you know, bring yourself to a calming state, meditate, pray to who you pray to. And do what you need to to release that energy. Whether it's just you sitting down thinking about it and you talk to yourself or who, whoever you need to talk to to release it. If you want to write about it, sing about it, I encourage you to do it. God damn it, if you want to go sit in the goddamn mountains and scream your goddamn head off just to release it, please, by all means, do so. It's therapeutic. It's healing. And damn it, you didn't go through that shit in one year. And then that's just it. It was over a period of time. So allow yourself 
even now, that period of time to heal through it. So that you can become a better and healthier you. That's where it starts, with you. Not with the damn medicine that they try to give you, you know. Not with all the alcohol and drugs that they are constantly advertising. But then turn around and tell us that it's illegal to consume it or use it here, there, anywhere, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I'm not going to get into all that. Um, but again, just thank you. And until next time, next topic, doses. Hey, 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 it's Mystical Rain coming to you again, allowing you to walk with me, talk with me as I go on my spiritual awakening, my spiritual journey, you know, learn from me or let's learn from each other. And hopefully the things that we talk about and write about and sing about inspire you to take your own spiritual journey. Join me. Hey, hey, it's 122, but it's your girl, Baby Blue. No, I'm kidding. It's your girl, Mystical Rain, coming to you to walk with you and talk with you. While I go through my spiritual awakening, on my spiritual journey, and hopefully this inspires you to walk on your journey. Join me. Hey, hey. So, coming to you as I make me some tacos or make us some tacos. Um, I gave a message this morning on my Snapchat. And the message is about appreciation. And I would say the beginning insights of self-love, healing. Um, but I was coming today because I was talking to spirit and I began to tell them what I'm grateful for today. And I am grateful 
today for understanding. I know somebody may think that's so simple, but why are you grateful for understanding? Because without understanding, I wouldn't be able to create or identify with my own truth. I wouldn't be able to trust my own instinct, to trust myself. I would have never started seeking more, more answers, more questions, more knowledge, more self-awareness or awareness. Of my surroundings, who I am. And when I say who I am, that brings me to the message that came up in my phone. It's a, a, an inspirational quote that I had screenshotted a while ago, but it, it like really spoke to me. And it states, I release the versions of myself that I created to survive. So when I say I get to know myself, my true self, and not just the self that I masked for others to make it seem as though I'm doing okay in life, when in all reality, internally, I'm screaming for help. So I'm grateful for understanding. And how I'm applying that to my life is to understand any and everything has a purpose and it's serving its purpose. And it's never something to happen to us, but for us. And that if we allow and surrender to understanding, we will be able to step outside of ourselves and look beyond further of our beliefs and understandings. That's my son in the background, but I'm still gonna get this message. And then I began to, you know, talk to spirit but in the midst of talking to those that I've crossed in my path because with understanding I'm also able to give gratitude for those experiences in my past that I went through 
And for those people in my past and in my current presence that I came across. Because everyone has a purpose, whether it's for eternal purposes or seasonal purposes. Everyone has a purpose. But as I'm talking to Spirit, I'm beginning to, you know, say out loud that I was meant to have the curves that I have. I wasn't meant to have the curves exactly like my mother, her mother, and generations before. I wasn't meant to have the same smile that you have. You know, because as a child, they would tell me Because your life doesn't look like my life, your life has no meaning. Or because at a young age, you started developing in certain areas quicker than the average child, female child. You're being fast, you're promiscuous, and you need to slow down and stay in a child's place. But I was created to be exactly who I am. I was meant to develop the way I was supposed to. Maybe it was a part of my armor that I needed in the future that needed to develop now. You never know. And I wasn't promiscuous. My innocence was taken advantage of by someone who should have protected me, multiple people who should have protected me. And for a long time, I felt as though I was a victim, which I am. But I felt as though I was a victim of abandonment. But I'm grateful for understanding because I understand that the man who took advantage of my innocence didn't understand himself, which is why he self-medicated in heavy drugs and alcohol. I understand that while this was taking place, Underneath my family's care, everyone was grown and aware enough to know that this wasn't correct. It wasn't right. However, the past that they came from, that's something that happened to them and their siblings. And that's something that they passed down to their kids. And that's something that has now surfaced into my life. 
as being a grandchildren or a grandchild, excuse me, a grandchild at that time. Generational curses. If it wasn't for the understanding, that would have not came full circle to let me know that it's something that I'm not accepting in my life. Because it cannot only happen to young girls, women, it can also happen to young boys and men. Because I was neglected and abandoned and didn't feel good enough. I felt as though that's the reason why that happened. But it was because the individual who did so did not know who he was. And did not like himself. And he betrayed his energy, his feelings, his reflection of himself onto me. And I carried that for a long time. So I'm grateful for understanding because I understand that in the black community, there were drugs, there was abuse, there was abandonment. There was all these things placed in the black community to stop us from knowing who we really are. And we get so caught up in that that we do not move past that point in life. There are some people who don't make it out the hood because that's all they ever know. There are some people who don't make it past an addiction because that's all they ever know. That's all they were willing to accept about themselves is they were a drug addict. And that's when they feel most powerful because they didn't want to go through the awakening. They didn't want to go through the process of accepting the truth. And facing the lie. (laughs) So, again I say I'm grateful for understanding. And as I was stating, you know, people go through life experiences and don't make it out because they don't have the knowledge. They, they don't get the support. They 
just don't have the, the mindset to do so. This brings me to another point in my life that I want to share. I'm not really big on opening up myself and being vulnerable. But as I'm learning, awakening, I understand, understand, I understand that it's for my benefit. So as I was stating that people don't make it out of life experiences, I'm going to go back and let you know that there was a time in my life. Hold on, y'all. My son is being loud. So there was a time in my life. Um, to where I was, um, I was homeless. It was maybe about a few years out of high school. Hey, not so loud, okay? So, out of high school, I was homeless. It was a really bad time. That's how I'm looking at it. So, I'm speaking to you in this mindset of me going through that experience. Um, I was looking at it as, at it as it being a really bad time, you know? My dad fell on hard times, so he was already homeless um, beforehand. And um, so he was already, you know, out sleeping in parks, in tents, homeless. So when he couldn't offer me shelter and I wasn't, I didn't have a good relationship with my mother's side of the family. I did not know of them at this particular time. Um, so I was homeless. Um, I ended up seeking counsel and help. And during this time, I was placed um, into CAS. I was there, I cast temporarily, and then from cast, I was, um, I transitioned to a woman's shelter. It was a very humbling time. A graceful experience. There was a lot of, a lot of different things that I've seen. There was a lot of different individuals there that were placed there because of a life experience. There was one individual that stood out to me. She constantly caught my attention. She pulled at my heartstrings because in all honesty, all I wanted to do was hug this woman. All I wanted to do was just hug her. Just talk to her and hug her. But I couldn't get close. I couldn't get close because, um, She wouldn't allow anyone to. She would walk around talking to herself. And, you know, I watched her for like two or three days before I asked someone, you know, why is she talking to herself? Like, what's her story? So they told me part of her story. She was not from, you know, the same state that we were in at the time. She was from a completely different state. 
and she had about four or five kids that she lost in a house fire. And so she's constantly reliving that point of her life. And she has not moved on from that point of her life. So she's walking around every day talking to her kids that she could not save. She's talking to her kids, trying to save them from that moment that she's stuck in. And a lot of us, that just brings me to say that a lot of us go through things in life to where we feel alone. And me going to cast and being homeless at that time, when I first got there, you know, I judged everyone, even myself, telling myself that I did not belong here at this time. When in all reality, I did. Because I needed that lesson. I needed that understanding. That no matter what you go through, you're never alone. I needed that understanding. Since then, my life has flourished. I'm still growing, still learning, still awakening. But it took me a long time to speak about that. Just like it took me a long time to speak about things that happened in my youth. But without understanding, I too would still be stuck in that life experience of me being molested as a child and no one there to protect me. Me becoming homeless and feeling as though as if I did X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't be here. Or if my parent had did X, Y, and Z, we wouldn't be here or we wouldn't experience that. So before I go, because I already pulled cards for the other video. The one that I did get, that I put out for me, is untangling neglects. Because without understanding, I wouldn't be able to take the time to give myself all the approval I desire and untangle the victim mentality of feeling neglected and abandoned. And I appreciate those experiences and those people that I felt as though abandoned me or those people that I met during that life experience. And this card says, the value of my life increases each time I appreciate everything in it. I got the... Um, dissolving judgments card and it says I don't have to like the actions of others in order to love my journey and I'm realizing that now is that I I was holding on to a lot of anger of other people of what they what I felt as though they did to me I'm judging them based off of the actions they did or did not take when I am now consciously aware that I have my own mind, my own actions, and that 
My anger now has nothing to do with them, but of me and my own understanding. With my own understanding comes the card expressing free will, which states my choices determine how brightly I shine. So if you constantly stay stuck in that victim mentality and not move outside of those life experiences or outside of your own thoughts and your mind, you will not move. You will stay stagnant. So you have to demystify the darkness which this card states my shadow shows me where my love needs to be sent in awakening everybody thinks it's always just peace and love and light when in reality that's the side that you're trying to get to it's about a balance but before you can get to the good you have to go through the bad you have to sit with yourself and all those negative feelings all those negative thoughts that you tell yourself or that was told to you all those negative experiences that you pushed way deep down inside of you you have to bring them back up and you have to understand and get through understand why you went through it understand the lessons behind it and how you can apply it to your life now to where it benefits you in a positive light when you get to that positive light or during that time in that process you'll be able to embrace your worthiness which says I feel worthiness filling every cell of my body and it feels amazing because you are worthy and it's your right you have a right to be excited to receive abundance. You need to rewrite your subconsciousness. And this card states, the more I embrace feeling good, the less often I will feel bad. because abundance is your birthright and you can receive it now we always tend to feel as though we lack because we don't have what the next person has as I was stating previously people would tell me because my life didn't look like theirs that my life had no meaning which was false my life has the meaning, meaning that it's supposed to have. I have my own purpose. We all have our own purpose. But I am meant to walk this path. I am meant to look this way and sway my hips this way. I am meant to talk this way. I am meant to everything that I'm supposed to. Because it's a part of me. It's who I am. It's a part of my journey. So open your mind and allow yourself to see beyond your beliefs and ideas. Because we're never too old or too young to learn from one another. And to learn from life. Because everything 
around us serves a purpose. Everything. And once you start to walk in understanding, (laughs) that will become more clear to you. Some of these cards I'm pulling out, I'm not reading them because I'm taking them for myself. I'll read this one though, which has which states cultivating courage in any given moment, I always know exactly what to do. It's all about fear, the self-confidence, the self-love. Trust yourself. Just because they laugh at you. That still doesn't mean it's not something that you're supposed to do. Just because they shame you. Doesn't mean that it's not anything that you're not supposed to do. What's for you is for you. Nothing, Papa. Discovering happiness. And it states I allow myself to be content exactly as I am. Balancing the brain. I can be and do all at once. This card always brings a sense of calmness over me. I can be and do all at once. And I am my most powerful when my creativity is given a voice, expanding your inner power. By moving forward with whatever it is that you feel as though you want to do. Becoming self-confident in yourself and moving past those life experiences that kept you stagnant for so long because it couldn't have happened any other way. So you need to grow beyond guilt. Because you're unhooking from the past and there's nothing to regret when you learn from your past. And by doing so, walking in your truth, walking in your understanding, healing and aligning yourself, you inspire others and you'll help them feel empowered. You never know who's watching you. You never know who's listening to you. Thank you for walking with me, talking with me, healing with me. Until next time.